It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team from the 12th floor and 50 pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up on this edition of Locked On Thunder, it's going to be much like the last two where I'm just going to shut up and get out of the way. It was media day for the Oklahoma City Thunder, everybody spoke. And today we're going to focus on the big three, or what I call the big three for the Oklahoma City Thunder, which would be Billy Donovan, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. And we're going to go in that order. We're going to start with Billy first because he answers the most questions. There's the most topics that he touches on. I will give some of my opinion surrounding that, but he definitely was asked who was going to start at the four, his time with... Dennis, how Dennis and Rush will mesh will mesh together. Also, getting Paul George back, continuity. So I'll let you hear all of that. Paul George will not talk about the party where he announced that he was coming back, but he will talk about his time with Russ. He will talk about what it's like to have every word that a free agent says be hung on and only him knowing what he's going to do about his decision. And then Russ talks about how being a father of twins now affects his play, his relationship with Carmelo Anthony, and his relationship with Paul George. That is the show in a nutshell today. But since it is media day and you didn't have a chance to be there, but media types were, I thought I'd let you hear that. Plus, all the the audio we have for media day, and thank you very much to my partner in crime, Randy Renner, for gathering that today since I had to go down to Norman for Locked On Sooners will be posted at Locked on Thunder. We will get all that audio, and we will post it for you on Locked on Thunder, so be looking for that a little bit later today. My name's Eric G. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK here in Oklahoma City. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I'm now going on my sixth year, and I cannot 
hell you can't even begin to scratch the surface of how glad I am that training camp is finally here and we start to get some of the questions answered and we finally get to see this version of the Oklahoma City Thunder jump on the floor because as I've said they can't help but be better and this is going to be a big year for the Oklahoma City Thunder and with that we're going to start with Billy Donovan real quick promote the website LockedOnThunder.com audio, video, and of course, archive podcast. So let's get to Billy Donovan. Here is Billy Donovan for Media Day. And we're not going to play the whole thing because you can get the whole thing at LockedOnThunder.com. But here's about a good six minutes of Billy Donovan talking about the biggest issues or some of the biggest issues surrounding the Oklahoma City Thunder. Most importantly, continuity and what that means for this team going forward. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. Billy, the, uh, I know you always believe in the process and believe in what you're doing, but when a guy like Paul George comes for a year and then re-ups for at least three more, is that sort of an endorsement that, you know, hey, we're doing things right. We're, we're running the kind of organization that we ought to be running. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll let Paul speak to that. Um, you know, my dialogue with him after the season ended, you know, before free, ag- free agency was, was really, really positive. Um, I think Paul, you know, probably understood that, you know, coming in last year and, and so much of the team being new and it being an adjustment period, I think he felt good, you know, about his relationship with Russell, the relationship with the rest of the guys on the team. Um, you know, Paul is uh, an easy guy to work with, easy guy to communicate with. So I think he felt like, you know, just based on, you know, being here for a year, um, I think he felt comfortable, obviously, moving forward. Um, I think it speaks to his teammates, the organization, everybody all the way around. Uh, Billy, uh, with Russell's surgery, was that something he could have had earlier in the season, or was it just at that point he had to have it at, at that time? Well, obviously Russell made that decision. He'll talk about that. But I think for him, um, you know, he felt like it was the, the best thing to do at this point in time. And, um, you know, we feel very, very fortunate that it was obviously nothing serious. Um, and, and he's working hard to get himself back, you know, whenever that time may be. Hey, Billy, uh, do you think with the roster finally solidified this season, uh, do you think that there's maybe a more obvious direction and flow with Paul George and, and Russell, maybe that there maybe wasn't last season? Well, I think anytime you have two high-caliber players like that, there's always going to be an adjustment period that goes on you know, in terms of getting to know each other, how each other plays, how do you play off of each other. I just think that that's normal. Um, but I think because of, you know, Russell's investment here, you know, over his entire career, you know, who he is as a leader, um, I think he and Paul really developed a, a very, very close and, and good relationship um, that I think that they work through those things. So I would say that they're probably at a better place this year starting the season than they were a year ago because they really just didn't know each other in terms of that kind of familiarity. So that, that part of it, I think, is positive. Eric Horney, Oklahoma. Um, Billy, is kind of a two-parter. Um, first, your initial thoughts on being able to work with Dennis, getting more time with Dennis than you would have had with, you know, with Carmelo last year. And second, Dennis and Russell together. Those are two guys who are very good in pick and roll, like to get downhill. How do you play those two styles together? Well, before the trade ever happened, you know, I had an opportunity to speak with Dennis, and we had some very, very candid conversations. And and the one thing I would say, you know, coming from those conversations is that he's extremely competitive and winning is a a high priority for him. Um, Certainly we'll have to 
work through those situations. I think both those guys can play together on the floor. I think they'd both be effective. Um, you know, both of those guys know that one of them is not going to have the ball in their hands as a point guard if they're both on the floor together. But it's going to be, um, you know, those two guys getting familiar with each other, playing with each other. But that would be something that I think that would be something we would need to work on. Obviously, it would be a little bit more challenging with Russell's situation in training camp, maybe not having the opportunity to do that, you know, tomorrow. But I think going forward, when Russell does return, I think that's something that, that we're going to need to look at because I think that could be a, a positive for our team. Hey, uh, Coach, how has Steven evolved in the last couple of years? And then how is that evolution tied to the evolution of the position he plays? Well, you know, Steven's continued to get better you know, every year since I've been here. Um, you know, he's a, a, obviously an elite defender. Um, he's a terrific roller. I thought last year... Um, you know, his role uh, really kind of, he flowered in it. You know, he did a, did a great job last year, you know, all the way from the beginning, all the way to the end. And I think the things that we needed him to do to impact the team, he really did. So Steven's always been a really good team guy. Um, he's always put the team first and has always had an attitude of, you know, what can I do to help? What can I do to, to make the team better? And um, I thought last year, you know, the way he played from, from start to finish, you know, was he had, he had a terrific year. Eric Horney, Oklahoma. Um, Billy, in regard to, you know, Carmelo last year, um, he was a guy who kind of came, I guess, two days before training camp. And you had a plan to have Patrick kind of as that guy starting at power forward. I mean, do you have a bunch of notes left over from when you were putting together your plan for, for that group? And I mean that by saying that, is it going to be easier for you uh, to go into this season with a guy like Patrick because you've had time with Patrick and you had a plan for Patrick going into the season last year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you necessarily always have just an individual plan. It's, you know, really from a, from a team perspective. You know, obviously it was a little bit different, you know, with Carmelo coming in, you know, in fairness, so close to, to training camp. I think he got in town the day before. Um, so you always are going to go back and look at notes and look at things to evaluate the season, um, to evaluate players and try to put them in positions to be successful. Um, but, you know, again, the situation was what it was last year with Carmelo. Um, with him coming in so late, there's really nothing that we could do about that. But, I, again, I've, I've always felt very strongly about Patrick as a player, Jeremy as a player. I, I, I think those guys can help us. I think they both complement each other very well. Um, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, Looking at last year, things that maybe we wanted to do with Patrick, you know, you still have to look that there are some different players on our team this year. So, like, what's best for the entire group? Let's eat the elephant one bite at a time, okay? Because you can't there's, – there's a lot there, and I don't know that I'll actually have enough time to respond to everything. So, we'll start with the whole Paul George situation. Billy Donovan saying that his conversation with Paul George was positive. I think that's pretty obvious. I think Paul George, as you'll hear later, felt really good about a lot of things going on with the team. And obviously, if he didn't, then Paul George isn't going to re-sign. As far as that last question goes, who's playing the four? Is it going to be Jeremy Grant? Is it going to be Patrick Patterson? I get the feeling that you know Billy Donovan's not a guy that truly likes to mess with his lineups and get guys out of flow. But what might happen is that throughout 
training camp and throughout the preseason, maybe you see them alternate as far as who runs with the ones and who comes off the bench, who gets starters minutes, who doesn't, and then by the end of training camp, that should give you a pretty good idea of who is the guy for that job. I still think it's Jeremy Grant over Patrick Patterson just because I want more scoring off the bench. And as I was having a conversation with Chuck Cheney today from Thunder Digest, we were both discussing, he said, so we do do we not consider Alex Sabritas a scorer anymore? And I said, I really don't. I mean, I know that's what his position is, but Alex Sabritas has been so inconsistent that because I don't know what I'm getting from him night in, night out, that it makes me very leery about saying that he is potential firepower coming off the bench. It makes me leery about Billy Donovan putting him on the floor. Uh, about Steven's game, yes, Steven Adams is going to need to evolve. And being a true center is great, but he must go beyond that because of the way that that position is just developing in the NBA right now. You don't want to be a dinosaur. You can be a big man, that's great, and we saw how much big men are valued in this last draft, but I guarantee every single one of them is going to learn how to shoot from the outside because that's where the game is going. And finally, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, just their relationship being good. Uh, These guys having a whole summer together without Carmelo Anthony is going to make them a lot closer personally off the court and should make them a lot better on the court because they know how each other they know each other's style better. They know how each other likes to play. And for Russ, it, it really it, this is more dictated on Russ than it ever will be Paul George. One, because Russ has the ball, and two, because Russ is gonna have to concede sometimes. And he was able to do that with Kevin Durant, but you haven't really seen him do that since Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. So this falls on Russ's shoulders more than it does anyone else. I do want to tell you about our big sponsor, Vivid Seats. VividSeats.com. Download the app for your smartphone, and you can get great seats. They've got tickets to all 41 home games and all 82 games in total for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's VividSeats.com, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up next on Locked on Thunder, Paul George tells us all about the party where he announced that he was coming back to Oklahoma City. Or does he? What does Paul George say about that party? You'll have to wait and find out next on the Locked on Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
I love teasing as if I'm back on radio because of podcasts. Like, if you really wanted to get to the Paul George segment of this podcast, all you have to do is fast forward. So, um, yeah, but still, hopefully you did wait to listen. I'm Eric G. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Locked on Sooners is out now, too. They're both part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your number one daily podcast. Your number one daily local podcast network. That is what the Locked On Podcast Network is. We have local podcasts all over America, and the NBA network is going to be heating up now because every team's having media day. Every team's getting into training camp. So if you want to know what's going on in the West with those damn Golden State Warriors, we've got a podcast for that. We've got a great new podcast with the Clippers. The Lakers are fun to follow. The Spurs do a really good job. It's all right here. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network at Google, Alexa, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes, and of course, LockedOnSports.com. So Paul George spoke at Media Day, and the first thing Paul George was asked was, well, about coming back to Oklahoma City and what was kind of going through his head when he was making those decisions. Um, I think during the season, to start the season off, I was just open, um, very open about the situation. Um and, you know, in order for me to do that, I had to, for me to give everything I had and, and for me to be committed, I had to be open about coming here. Um, otherwise, I would have been, you know, not giving the team every bit of effort or, you know, it, it just would have been something that I was holding back. So, um, you know, I just told myself to start the process off and just give give this team everything I have and, and see what happens. And obviously I've uh, developed some some good relationships with Russ, with um, Steven, with Dre, with Coach Donovan, Sam Presti, um, Clay. You know, I, I just developed these really good relationships here, almost feeling like I've been here for a while. Um, and then just over the course of the, of the whole season, you know, it, it just steamrolled, just got better and better, and, you know, here I am. Paul, what, what sense, if any, have you gotten – of what it meant to this place for you. You know, you're an L.A. guy. For you to choose to stay here, what, what sense have you gotten just from the, what it means to the community? Well, I, I think me starting off in a small market um, helped uh, with, with filling what, you know, small markets bring as far as a community standpoint. Um, it was a great start to be an indie for that feeling. Um, and then, you know, it, it, again, the city being behind this team, um, the team being behind the community, it, it was just hand in hand. Um, and then just being a part of this team, it, it just felt it felt right. It can be frustrating when, you know, at the end of the day, we're the only ones that know what what it feels like or what decision we ultimately want to make. Um, but then, you know, you say one thing and, you know, one person put this story out and, and now everybody is, is taken to it. Um, when it came to my whole process, of course, I'm gonna be split. You know, that's 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 part of life. Um, being split between wanting to play back home or, or you know, playing in Oklahoma. Um, you say one thing, I'm gonna make this person mad. Say say something else, I'm gonna make these people mad. So it's it's at the end of the day, it's, it's we got to be happy with who we are, and we got to be happy with the decision we're gonna make. Because at the end of the day, it's only gonna affect us, not um, the mass. So. Um, it was frustrating, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's what our job, you know, is what we got to deal with. Paul, to to really to play off that question, do you feel like you know, for the first time in a few years, you're not 
really necessarily questioning your future. You don't have people kind of around you just waiting for something to slip. Do you feel like you can just come out and enjoy the game of basketball more than maybe you have been able to in a while? Yeah, I think so. I think for the past two or three years of my season, um, there's always been, you know, speculations or, you know, people decide what my future should be. Um, I know where I'm at and, and the world knows where I'm at. Um, so, yeah, in a way, in a sense, I can go back to just playing ball um, and enjoying the game. Um, I just think we worked through a lot in one year, and people expected us to be, you know, a lot further along. Um, but honestly, you know, that's the reason why I'm here for year two. I knew it, it wasn't going to be something that happened, you know, in one one year being with this group. So um, you got to build certain habits. Um, and, and that's the habits where we're hoping that we build is that consistency. Jacob Toby, Channel 2 in Tulsa. We, everyone saw that video of the party at Russ's house over the summer when you made that decision. What was the feeling like when you Russ got let a new it, house? Yeah, when, when you let it know, let it be known that, you know, you were coming back and going to be here for a while. What was the party like? Yeah. <laughs> who was there? Who was there at that party? Anybody in here was there at that party? What was it like? You got to ask them. You got to ask everybody that was at that party. The party was, was amazing. You missed out if you wasn't at that party. I wasn't invited. Y'all, y'all station won't get, get the, the good deeds on that, on that night. Yeah, unless that party looked like a scene out of Caligula, I don't understand why you can't tell us what goes on at the party. I don't know what the big deal is. I realize it was mainly for sponsors and people of that sort, and I know there were a few media types there, but not a ton. But that's something that is so, I guess in a sense, public domain, because that's where you did make your announcement that you could have fed us a few details. Um, the decision to come to Oklahoma City and the whole small market situation and him playing in Indiana, that makes total sense. There becomes a comfort level. Some guys are just built to play in small markets. I don't necessarily think that Paul George would fail in a place like Los Angeles or Boston or New York. There's just a comfort level there. And fans here are going to be a lot more supportive than they are in L.A. because you were traded. You were traded to come to Oklahoma City, and you now have chosen to come to Oklahoma City, so they're going to forgive you. Even if They're going to forgive you and give you a lot more leeway. We're in Los Angeles. Even if you chose to go to L.A., if you don't start off great and the Lakers don't look like a contender, they're going to rip you to shreds. Same in New York, Boston, etc., And as far as making one fan base mad or the other, the bottom line is what players don't seem to understand. They all seem to think it's for themselves. Every fan base takes it personal when you decide not to come to their city or you decide to leave their city. That's just the way we are as fans. And I don't know how you make players explain it. And I don't know how that conversation goes down when when a player says it's something personal, it's just business, I don't have anything against you, I just didn't like the team, or I like the team, but I would just feel better playing over here. Fans are just never going to understand that. We don't process it that way, and because we are here for the entirety of an organization, um, at least for the most part, because we're here living with it day to day, your presence or lack thereof hurts us a lot more than it obviously does you because you get to go on 
and go to the new place. It really is, in a lot of ways, it's like a breakup, and players just... It's very obvious to me that players are never, under any circumstances, ever going to understand that. And I don't know if it's better if they would... I don't know if the players... I don't know if it's any better if the players would see it from the fans' point of view, if they would understand more, or if we, as the fans, should see it from their point of view more, but... It just kind of is what it is. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, what did Russell Westbrook have to say about being a father affecting his game? He'll he'll tell you. That's coming up next. This is Jake from Locked on. Locked on has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. Check out Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That is the Locked On Podcast Network at Alexa, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. So we finish up our first podcast. All week long, I think we're going to be doing things for Media Day. And, of course, a lot of audio from training camp as well. So just get used to it now. A lot of audio coming up now for the next few months here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Hopefully we'll have some sort of audio every day. Uh, we finish things up with Russell Westbrook. Um, I, I know he's going to talk about fatherhood. I guess the better tease would have been what does he have to say about when he's coming back and how the knee injury affects him. He's going to address that. That will be the last thing he addressed here. Here is Russell Westbrook for Media Day talking about his relationship with Paul George and a lot more. I don't have a lot of time to tell you. If you switch to Liberty Mutual, you could save $782. Yeah! Um, you know, me and Paul had a relationship um, before, um, being both L.A. natives, uh, having a little relationship back then. And um, throughout the season, man, and before the season, just creating a relationship, knowing a little bit more about him, his family, um, you know, his goals, uh, what he, what he want to do. Um, and it just clicked from there. Um, you know, we continued our relationship. It continued. To, to to stay in contact, obviously, and uh, you made it work. Russ, I'm curious uh, with your son and and with the twins coming. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks, do bro. you feel like your game matures in a kind of a special way? Like maybe that correlates with fatherhood or your responsibility as a dad. Like, does that impact the way at all? Like as as you um, play, definitely can. Um, I think it does. Actually, I think it does. 
you'll see why it does. I know you haven't had a ton of time with Dennis yet, but what are your initial thoughts on Dennis and uh, how you guys will possibly mesh on and off the court? Um, I think it will be fine, man. Obviously, Dennis is a great player. Um, done a lot of great things in Atlanta. Um, plays fast, plays with pace, um, good with the basketball. And um, I think it will be fine, man. It's going to open up a lot of different things for him, uh, for myself, uh, when we're on the floor together. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Shannon Shan from Tencent, China. Um, how was the trip in China? Uh, it was great. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorites, honestly. Um, had an opportunity to be able to uh, travel. is a, a blessing for me. Um, but to go to China, to be able to see uh, all my fans and, and people there that uh, care so much about what I'm doing over here is uh, overwhelming for me at times. Uh, but I'm definitely truly thankful and uh, had a great time. So, What's the thing that impressed you the most? The, the, the people, just the people, um, how nice and understanding they are about um, just me and just loving everything I do about myself, my family. Um, that's the most important part. Uh, Russ, how critical is Andre's recovery to what you guys plan and hope to do this season? Um, and I think it's important, I mean, but there's no rush, man. Dre, once he get back, he'll be back and ready to go. Um, it's the start of a new year for us, and we uh, we have a lot of different guys at a lot of different positions that has to be ready to step up and, and make things happen. But once Dre comes back, uh, we pick him up right where he left off. Eric Horney, Oklahoma. Uh, Russell, you know, last year you all get Carmelo a couple days before camp. You have more time um, this time around with Dennis, and you've been able to spend more time with him in the offseason. Uh, what is the difference between that when you have a little bit more time with a guy uh, you know, on and off the court again? What do you mean? Whereas you get Dennis in a trade you know, earlier than you would have with Carmelo, uh, does that help? Is there a benefit there to having him in and around the guys a little bit earlier? I mean, it's just not about Dennis. I think we, we, we traded for a few other guys as well. Um, that That's important. And we had them all summer. Um, New Orleans, um, Nadar, uh, Timmy. Uh, we had a lot of different guys that, that are new um, and that are here and, and try to make an impact for our team. I think it's important that um, you just create relationships with those guys, create um, a bond, um, have an opportunity to be able to see you know, how their game has evolved and uh, put it all together and, and make one team. Russ, do you have a timetable for your return on the court? Um, what did you read? Press release. What did it say? Four weeks. There you go. All right. <laughs> you sticking to that? Yeah, I'm sticking to whatever comes out. Anybody else? Uh, unless, okay. unless you hear any different. Couple more. Time for couple more. Oh, Russell, um, when Carmelo was traded, he wrote a letter to, to you addressing you, the fans, the organization. Right. Um, what did you feel about his time here? And, and did you learn anything from having Carmelo here with you? Uh, I mean, me and Melo are great friends. Um, besides what happened last year, um, I've been knowing Melo for a while. So um, our relationship and, and different things has really nothing to do, you know, with last year. Obviously, uh, him being here was, a, for me, I think it was a great experience to learn. I learned a lot about him as a person, not just on the basketball court, but learn a lot of different things about him off the floor. Learn some things from him as well. Just, you know, how I approach the game because he, he's obviously um, a, a superstar and understands, you know, how, how to play the game at a high level. And, you know, um, I'm pretty sure he's going to do great things in Houston. And, you know, I wish him nothing but the best because he's a good friend of mine. So yeah, A lot better relationship he has with Carmelo Anthony than uh, Kevin Durant there. Um, I just When guys start talking like that, I want to listen to more what they don't say. And... 
whether Russ would come out and say it or not, like, and this is total speculation for my part, is I also had to think Russ learned a lot about what not to do by seeing how Carmelo approached things last year and, and not embracing his role. I mean, so, and sometimes learning that is more important than learning what to do. As far as the injury goes, the timetable, you knew Russ was going to play coy with that. I, I guess I, I, there, I guess Russ couldn't have, but for the most part, you knew Russ was going to play coy and, and, and not give much more than a straight answer. And essentially that four weeks is, it's reevaluation. It's not even guaranteeing that he gets on the floor, but the overall theme, your time together with Paul George, you guys should be better together, and there's no reason why the Thunder can't be great next year. Speaking of the Oklahoma City Thunder, wow, which is really lame way to end this button tomorrow here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll hear from Steven Adams. We'll hear from uh, Andre Robertson about his future with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll uh, hear from... Who else will we hear from? We'll hear from Dennis Schroeder about coming to Oklahoma City and, and what he thinks his role is. Raymond Felton will try and get it, get to as much as we possibly can, but all week long, a lot of audio either from training camp or from media day coming up. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Aaron G saying everybody love everybody, and of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.